Hi, and thanks for downloading this episode of Queer I Am, the podcast. I really hope you enjoy it. This podcast started as a small idea and has turned into a real passion project for me and is something that I wish to continue to make way into the future, but I need your help in doing so. So there is a cost in making Queer I Am, the podcast, and it's something that I funded and will continue to do so for the foreseeable future. But if you'd like to get involved and support the podcast by subscribing to Acast Plus, that would be incredible. And if this is something you can't do, no worries at all. I really hope you keep enjoying the episodes and I intend to keep making them for as long as possible. Season three is coming up and you are in for an absolute treat. I am so, so excited. If you'd like to support the podcast, details of how you can do this are in the blurb of the episode you were listening to. And what this also means is you get to listen to all of the episodes of Queer I Am The Podcast, past and future, completely ad-free. So no interruptions whatsoever. What could be better? Anyway, enough of the serious blurb. Let's crack on with the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Queer I Am The Podcast Season 2. I'm kicking off the season with a guest who has a fantastic story. They're an actor, singer, theatre star, and are focusing their attention now on TV presenting and have their own show, My Pride Story. I'm excited to be talking to the incredible Liren Notik. So whatever you're up to, this is your time to settle down, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Queer I Am. So, Liren, welcome to Queer I Am, the podcast, season two. You're Thank my you. first guest. Thank you very, very much for um, for joining today. Yay. Um, so, apart from uh, the weather, and we should say it's the 12th of August today. Yes. 12th of August, so it is very hot in Brighton. We are all melting. So, apart from melting, how are you <laughs> feeling today? <laughs> well, I come originally from Israel, so for me to say it's a hot day, it, you know, it's funny. But uh-huh. uh, besides of that, I'm I'm happy. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happily gay. Um, yeah, I'm. You know, I'm very satisfied with the last. I think a year and a half Amazing. now in Brighton in the UK. So for me, just to be with you today is like, 
oh my god is this real oh that's amazing that's so lovely oh that's really lovely and if you had a and we'll come on to um israel in a moment and also come on to your journey to brighton and everything but if i ask all the guests this so if you had to pick a song today to reflect your mood what would that song be wow oh my god there's so many songs i think uh you know there's a new song of Katy perry when i'm gone Hmm. which it's not it's not bad or sad song but it's very uplifting and in, in, inspiring song about self you know encouragement in yeah. life like when i'm gone you realize you you lost me okay. and for me it's more about my journey when i mm-hmm. when i moved on then I, mm-hmm. i'm looking only forward for me yes yeah i can relate to that <laughs> songs because sometimes you have those moments where you listen to a song and you think oh my goodness, this was written for me. Like every word I'm singing, yes. every fist pump, every dance move, it's it's how I'm it's portraying very myself. It's very poppy. Amazing. I've not yeah. heard it. Um, I've not heard anything from her for a while, actually. So she's, that's... She, well, she's after one, I think, pregnancy already and she looks amazing. Does and she? this is her, I think this is her kind of comeback, revenge, body, mm-hmm. oomph. You know, she looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Liren's drooling over here. <laughs> well, I can't stop listening to uh, "Break My Soul" by Beyonce at the moment. That's right. my kind of summer anthem, and they've just released a new version uh, with Madonna. It's the Vogue remix. I don't know if you've heard it. I think I read about it, and mm. I didn't hear it yet. Yeah, it's really cool. And so it's the Vogue kind of tune, and then Beyonce singing "Break My Soul," but obviously in the at uh, the middle of the, like the middle eight, where she does the kind of, you know, uh, Greta Garbo, and Monroe, Dietrich and DiMaggio. She's yeah. using all black artists for that element of that, you know, that section of the song. And it's, it's super, super good. So, um, yeah, it's kind of my summer anthem at the moment. I have I, to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, it's worth a listen. It's worth a listen. So you'd obviously just mentioned that um, Israel, I guess, is where you, you grew up and where you would call home. So how long has it been since you've lived in Brighton? <sighs> Uh, so we moved here on November 2020 mm-hmm. when the airport was empty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so scary, really. And so I think a, a year and a half now. Okay. It's funny when you say Israel is, is home because, I mean, for me, it never felt like home. Mm-hmm. My family is there. I mean, mm-hmm. my oh, my parents, I love them so much. They just visited me last week here in Brighton. But I, I think I, I was born to relocate i don't know how to say it even mm-hmm. when you have i mean yeah and and my husband and i the first day at w- when we met we sat down on a coffee and you know we have this life expectations and what do you look up in life and what do you want from yourself blah 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 so we both said together that we want to someday move overseas mm-hmm. and, and i think it yeah, I, I hope Brighton is my home now. That's amazing. Yeah. And what was the kind of deciding factor? I mean, was it was it a COVID situation where you thought, okay, the world has gone to shit, quite <laughs> frankly, we now need to do this? Or was it more, okay, this is the right time, there's more opportunity, more of a lifestyle thing? What, you know, what was the, the main driver for you? It's funny because for us, I think that was the moment of everybody's now sleeping. Yeah. Like pandemic is literally sleeping. Mm-hmm. Let's just, you know, be very quietly walking away. Nobody mm-hmm. will notice us. Yeah. <laughs> so we're Being like, to a different country. No one will know. <laughs> Passport check, please. Yeah, thank you. Goodbye. Was it scary traveling during COVID as well? It because... was it was exciting. It wasn't scary at all. For me, it was 
full of adventure. Like we、uh-huh. we're doing it. Like、yeah. so on. I think September we received my husband's Portuguese passport. So for people who doesn't know.、Um, If you live in Israel, if you were born in Israel, you don't have any way to go to other country and relocate without real passport. Okay, because we don't have any sort of diplomacy with other countries.、Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're British and you want to move to Netherlands and it's okay. And okay. the other day you're gonna, you know. So for us, it was really struggle to find that passport. So you add, you add my, my husband, parents, and family, and, and ancestors are、uh, living w- came from Portugal,、mm-hmm. and so we did it. We found that p- passport,、mm-hmm. and he received his citizenship on September. So just I think one month later, we just packed everything and moved. Amazing. Yeah, it was very quick. And what date in November did you move? The Tenth of November.、Oh, okay, yeah, it's the twenty-sixth.、Yeah. Where from?、Uh, from Suffolk. I didn't so, know where it is. So, <laughs> like, just below London. Okay. Yeah. So we'd lived there our whole lives.、Um, oh wow. And, yeah, and just I mean, I'm thirty-eight now. I just turned thirty-eight between、Aww. season one and two. Oh. <laughs>、um, Congrats. So, oh, thanks. So, um, but uh, yeah, so I'd lived there my whole life, and you know, during COVID and after COVID, we were like, okay, what's next? Where are we going? What are we doing? And we'd been here a couple of times. And we just thought,、hmm, maybe Brighton could be a place to go and have some fun and relocate. And we were lucky we could move our jobs here, and it's just opened up so many doors. So, like you, this is home now. It just feels very lovely to be it here. It is. It is. You know what? I we never f- put our foot here. Like we never even we never visit here before. No. And people ask us, how did you do that? So today you have YouTube and Google, and you know there's、yeah. a, a mentor that I love very much. Her name is Mel Robbins. Look it up. Okay. If you listen to us,、um, Mel Robbins is she's a gen- she's a genius.、Okay. So she she says that people are very spoiled these days because、mm-hmm. I mean literally you have everything you want in life in Google. You just need to. Search it, and you、mm. can have your degree、mm-hmm. on websites today. You can you can learn, you can study, you can research, you can do whatever it takes to be who you want to be. So during the pandemic time, every morning while we did not have work because everybody、mm-hmm. had to stay home, I open YouTube on. There's a、uh, a thing going on on YouTube like it's called like、uh, Street Walks. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. So we opened Brighton Street Walks. Okay. That's how we learned about Brighton. Amazing. We just t- took our coffee in mornings and and watched on the background on TV、uh-huh. and just observing how it is. And、mm-hmm. you know, there's much more realism into street walks than tourism、yes. uh, video clips,、mm, of course, because you see the other parts of the city, the small corners and、mm-hmm. the last pretty places also.、Mm-hmm. And it also、um, reacts your Um, imagination, like it, 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 it makes you feel and believe that you can do it.、Mm. Yeah, I yeah. guess you're kind of putting yourself in there by by watching, aren't you? Yeah, that's lovely. I I felt really excited you talking there because I remember the feeling of moving here and preparing and where are we going to live and let's look at streets and let's look at locations and let's visit and I just remember every adventure, every drive down here was.、Um, Like it's so exciting, and we were just ecstatic. So it is to actually be here now. So what? What? So obviously you've you've now been here a year and a half. What gets under your skin about Brighton? What kind of draws you in? Because 
The thing that I've learned since being here is that so many people come to Brighton and they never leave, whether that be as a, <laughs> as a student or someone visits and they go, oh, I'd like to live here. Let's let's live here. And they move here. So I can understand that completely from my own perspective. Yeah. But what do you think it is about Brighton that's got under your skin? I think Brighton has so much to offer. I, I showed my parents the city and you have the city center and the metropolitan vibes of busy life, you mm. know, center, central city life with shopping uh, experiences and stuff. And also you have lots of quiet corners and, mm. and the sea. I mean, yeah, this is a sea. gift for, I mean, <laughs> just looking at the sea. I mean, I know it's not Tel Aviv beach. I mean, it's not white sand beaches, mm -hmm. but still it is gorgeous sea with mm -hmm. lots of magic going on, especially in winter, which mm -hmm. I never thought I would say. Like, the, it's so dramatic. I right? agree. I <laughs> agree. Absolutely. Yeah, and so I think people here are much more down to earth yeah. than maybe London or mm -hmm. bigger cities mm -hmm. where people there are much more stressed mm -hmm. from work and and you know travel in transportation all day underground and stuff like that. Here you can just walk. I you think don't need this a car, is do you? no. I mean, this is the first time since I think a few months I took a bus in order to see you today. So and you nearly like, died. <laughs> it was that hot. <laughs> it was so hot, yeah. So I think Brighton has so much to offer and, mm -hmm. and people here are much more genuine and mm -hmm. much more smiley and say hello in the morning, at least in my street, I don't mm -hmm. know. Um, yeah, and, and I like it. I, mm -hmm. I like it that you can take the train for one hour drive to London if you want to see, a, I yeah. don't know, musicals. or. Yeah. But it's amazing. There's so I, much yeah. accessibility. I love what you said about the sea because uh, two things. Uh, so I went for a swim last night and it was a beautiful like emerald green colour. The mm. sea was just, the moon was coming down on the sea. The sun is, was setting and it was just glorious. It was so, so beautiful. So I loved that. Um, but I think it's very dramatic. The sea yeah. to look at is so beautiful and so dramatic. But I love what you said about winter because... I always thought that living by the seaside during the winter would be quite depressing because it's quite bleak and cold. Right. And you've got the miserable seagulls that are freezing <laughs> and they're just looking for food, making all that noise. But actually, when we got here last November, that was one of the best times, like November to January, like walking along the beach in the mornings and just, it was it beautiful. So I, I completely understand where you're coming from there. It is like a movie, really. Yeah. For me, it's like from other world, literally, mm. It's yeah. amazing. And you have this huge collision, how do you say it? Collision between the sea and, and the and the and the pier mm. and, and when it's very it when it gets really dramatic yeah. and very high, yeah, yeah. you cannot believe the the amount of energy that releases from the sea yeah. on the shore and you're like <gasps> Yeah, the sea can be a bitch. She can get, <laughs> she can get angry and she can do what she wants. But she, yeah. she is a beautiful, beautiful um Sea, not, have you got a not chance? person. <laughs> yeah, she's a beautiful sea. <laughs> have you got a chance to see the star, star, starling birds? No, but I've heard about this. Where they all, yeah, is it stunning? It, it's like a theater show. I mean, lots of people just gather around on the beach during sunsets. I don't know what is the day of the year, mm -hmm. days of the year, mm -hmm. but it, it literally people sit down to just watch the show of mm. starlings. Now, mm. if you are old enough, like we are, so you have the Windows, I think Windows 27, you know, Microsoft Windows. Yeah. Where you had this screensaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks the same, but for real. Like yeah. you can see the movement 
of the of the birds together synchronizing and splitting and then synchronizing again mm-hmm. it's unbelievable there's a really beautiful um picture shop actually on the um the seafront near the i360 and i think they've captured some of those images and yeah i've i've seen them they look absolutely stunning so it is. i completely agree with you um and and what about I guess, you know, we'll come on to a sense of community later on, on the podcast, but, you know, was a driver here for you coming here as well, the, the queer community and the fact that this is such an accepting city, because that definitely was a big draw for me. So yes. do you feel that was something that was a must? It is. I mean, 100%, I think the first thing we heard about Brighton is that 50% of households here in Brighton are queer people mm. or I don't know, identify as part of the LGBTQ plus community. And so it is, from the first moment, it felt like a safe place for us mm-hmm. to, you know, okay, this is this is the right place for us. Yeah. I think it was, I think the first category of, should we move to that place or not? Yeah. You should find your own tribe when you, especially when you are doing so much efforts in life in order yeah. to find better place. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's worse places for us that we could land on <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah absolutely especially yeah in the uk there, there absolutely would be but i think this i mean this is the kind of gay capital of the uk and it is it's such an accepting place but i i yeah. find that as well even if people aren't in the community everyone's just quite lovely i mean you know it's you have issues wherever you go but i always find that walking down the street grabbing a coffee people will stop and say hello to you right is there's a real nice energy in the city um I still get excited going for a coffee down the lanes. It just, it, you know, and I was saying the other day to my husband, I was like, I can't wait for the autumn to get like my, my you know, my DMs on and my woolly jumper <laughs> and go and have a coffee in the lanes again because it just brings up the nostalgia of moving here last year and it, that it feeling. Is, it is like that, really. Mm. It is like that. And, and I'm, you know, generally people, when they try to relocate to move to other places in life, mm. not just in the UK, but generally when you try to find other place mm. always try to find better place and my parents and i had so much going on we we talked about it so much so tel aviv is a great place mm-hmm. israel is a great place i'm happy i was born in israel i'm mm. very proud to be israeli but it's okay to want more mm, absolutely it's, it, it is really okay to want more and and you know there will be always worse places to live as a gay person especially mm. if you live in poland right now or yeah, i don't know or hungary or russia mm. but if you already doing that step you mm. don't need to feel sorry yeah of trying to have more <laughs> no it's, it's your life you deserve it it's, yeah. you deserve to take what you want for your life right so yes. no i completely agree so um i've done my research as you can imagine yeah extensive review of your website <laughs> and all of your yeah. socials and everything so I've, there's quite a list here to oh get through yeah so i'm just going to read some of these out for the listener so um Singer, actor, TV host, presenter, model. Oh my god! Um, your first yeah. breakthrough was when High School the Musical. Am I right by saying you you're nodding? Are right. I'm right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, you're a contender for the pre Eurovision 2013 with your song Alive. Yes. Kids TV presenting. Yeah. Uh, more recently, you've got My Pride Story, which was your own show. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about that in a bit more detail. So this is an extensive like CV, <laughs> and I'm very impressed. Um, so. You know, your love of performing, when did that begin? How did that start for you? I think my parents put me on stage when I was, I just, I, I don't know why I got re- to remember that. I think I, I 
I had this nostalgia moment. You know those mm-hmm. nostalgia moments when mm-hmm. you have with yourself, especially when you are in the shower, just, I don't know, standing and watching the wall. Sometimes you have this vision. So I, I remember six years old, they put me on stage. They told me you have no choice. We need your help with, uh, there's a holiday called Hanukkah. Okay. We just need your help. Just just stand there and sing something because mm-hmm. I don't know what happened even. So- someone didn't do it, so I had to do it. And then from that moment, I think it, I I took that moment with me for, I mean, as a good experience, but I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. So I just put it behind mm-hmm. and then kept moving on with my life. My parents want me to have, um, I don't know, very deep, learning of physics and math and all other stuff when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So just after finishing my army service, I mean, I got accepted to the high school musical of Walt Disney. And it, it, it was by a chance, sort of. I just went there because my sister told me there is casting going on. You should mm-hmm. go. I, I'm going to go with you. She's a dancer. And she went, she went for the part of dancing and I went for the part of I know to sing <laughs> and and so after I think one month or more of exhausting process of you know one step at a time so there were I think 4,000 people who went for the wow. lead part and when I kept going with that process it it became less and less and okay. you see less behind you uh-huh. so when you when you go to the final stages of, okay, is it me or the other guy? And then mm-hmm. they chose me. I didn't know what to expect. Amazing. I, I was just happy. Yeah. But then it just, I don't know, explode, exploded for, I don't know, PR bomb of sponsorships and wow and co- commercials. And I don't know, it became a huge project, which I was not aware of when okay. I... When I started this, when you are Kelly Clarkson and you have your first season of American Idol, you don't know what to expect. So yeah. I think I'm not Kelly Clarkson at all. But I think. But she references that. She talks about that in her book yeah. and stuff. And she says that no one had any clue what to do with that. So her. there's less pressure. Yeah, this is it. But I guess they had a, a plan for you and what you were going to be doing. Yeah. And I was one of the six lead roles. So if people know High School Musical Walt Disney, there's uh, th- six lead roles. It, it splits for uh, three couples. Mm-hmm. And so I was with the sort of evil brother who wants to win the attention, but not really because his sister is badass, so he's just trying to help her mm-hmm. to achieve her goal. Anyway, it was a huge experience. I It was a gift to my life. Yeah, and really. how, long, how long did you do it for? So it was, I think, uh, three months of the musical itself. Uh-huh. And in Israel, you don't have that capacity of people, of audience. So, mm. I mean, we had each show 3,000 kids, teenagers. And then after three months, that's it. It's not like Broadway or okay. West End when you have tourism of, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and then we had this small TV spin-off series show amazing and then i and went on with my music career because i really want to achieve my dreams mm-hmm. and i sort of said goodbye to my agency and started to work with another agency with my music video music and my shows and concerts mm-hmm. and it was amazing and i never 
thought in my life I could achieve that. Yeah. So you were uh, doing concerts with your own music? I did, yeah. I think for eight years, I've done so much just about music and wow. musicals. Amazing. And that's all I wanted to do for, mm -hmm. the, for, for eight years. Mm -hmm. And then I think when you are at a point of, okay, what's next? I mean, I'm, I'm, I was 28 when I realized, okay, but do I have income? Mm -hmm. Can I stand on my both feet? Mm -hmm. I mean, can I, you know, have my bank account? <laughs> well, yeah, I, you've got to live. And it's art. I mean, you know. We're, Finance. We're, yeah, like, like, we're doing art now. I mean, I, you know, this is a, my passion. I absolutely love doing this. And, but. It's a struggle. It's, you know, I have a full-time job because I need yeah. to earn money. And that's the same, I guess, when you're thinking about art, you've got to think about a backup, haven't you? And in an ideal world, we would just be able to create and, you know, everything would be successful. But I guess there's no guarantee of, of any of that. I mean, I loved your song, um, Amour. Amour? Amour, Amour. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I had to listen to that. And um, <laughs> I thought it was, and your videos were great. They were all fantastic. Thank um, you. So, I mean, is, is this something that you want to continue to do? Do you think that you've now parked music and you're focusing on presenting or is it something you would like to pick up again in the future yeah i think i think the best part of my career that i'm very proud of is that i always knew to focus on one genre of one thing and i don't know sometimes my parents maybe didn't quite understand how i'm doing that mm -hmm. of not spreading around too much mm -hmm. because as you said i had so much going on in my life but so for the eight years, I've done just that. Mm -hmm. And I realized, okay, but my bank account is in a very bad situation. I mm -hmm. had to pay m for my own money, the music videos, the directors, the producers, the PR managers. It was all from my pockets. Mm -hmm. And so, <laughs> I mean, how long can you do that without seeing any income? And I think Israel was so premature regarding pop music mm -hmm. nowadays there's so much place for new artists in israel to have pop music and you have agencies that understand the pop culture but mm -hmm. back then it was in a bad shape so for me it was a struggle of where how can i see now yeah. that it that is going to pay off mm -hmm. i think when i was 28 i realized okay I think that's enough. You you need to recalculate your mm -hmm. route, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and, and sit down with yourself and be honest and say, okay, I've done enough with music. I'm very satisfied now. Mm -hmm. I'm happy. I'm yeah. proud. I, this is not a failure, no, but no, no. it is something you should be very mature about and say, okay, if you want to have kids in the future, if you want to have your own place, you need to think about, <laughs> having incomes yes yeah and not just side jobs not mm. just small part-time jobs and you know what so it was sacrifice that i've done for so many years really i took any part-time job i could have but when i was 28 i'm like okay i started to learn uh to study graphic design i started i started to work in a in office nine to five i had an amazing boss who realized that i can once in a while, take a day off for musicals or shows because I still worked as an actor also. Um, but then I shift my career to TV hosting. Mm -hmm. I think that was the most honest part of my um, reflected conversation with myself. Like who you are, 
who are you, who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I realized TV hosting is much natural, safe place with, of course, money, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> should yeah. I say. Um, I guess it's still art, isn't it? You're still... And it, it is passion and art. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which brings me to the thing that I always say to people, you can, you can keep your job nine to five, but first be happy with your job. Mm-hmm. Don't work in part-time jobs with no career strategies. Just mm-hmm. do something you love. Mm-hmm. Don't be miserable. And then keep for yourself your art, your passion, yeah. your interest in life, your hobbies, mm-hmm. your contribution to the world. Mm-hmm. If it's being a part of a, a shelter house and you want to volunteer somewhere and it, it brings you lots of joy, that's amazing. Do it, yeah. If you want to just paint afternoon and maybe sell it once in a while, do mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. don't give up on your, you know, mm-hmm. your humanity and your passion. <laughs> I think, yeah, do you know, it's really interesting you say that because I think when people say, do you have any dreams? What, what did you dream of being when you were young? I think we all look at like these big grand kind of, you know, we had to be someone big to 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 live a dream. But actually what you're saying is, and I completely agree, you know, it is the small thing sometimes. It's getting passion or joy from something that you, that really, you know, is close to your heart or that you feel really good about. And I think, you know, if you're, if you're happy in your job and you don't mind your job, but you're happy to get on with it, but also you're enjoying your life, there's no problem with that. But actually, if you want to do more, I think there's always that, and we've, we've talked about this on some of the other episodes, Sometimes it feels like such a hill to climb when you're trying to reach a dream, yeah. you're trying to reach something. But I think you have to just have a go. I mean, eight months ago, this didn't exist. And you look know, at you now. I mean, you, you're smiley right now. Yeah, I mean, I love people it. don't see don't see it, but you you smiley, and and I know why. I can see it. I can see the glints in your eyes. I love it. It's just it's it's my thing. I just I'm so passionate about this project that. I, and, that, and that's what, by the way, what scares success, me. You know. Yeah, it is. But it scares me because there's lots of people that compromise about that. And you should not compromise about your passion. And if you don't have a passion, read a book. Yeah. Find your passion. Yeah. Try. Try harder. I don't know. Try to go to different, I don't know, workshops, uh, join to communities, mm-hmm. volunteer somewhere. Don't give up of being human and mm-hmm. and with with emotions. And and you you should cry and you should laugh and you should be happy and sad. And it's a mm-hmm. roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Don't sucked up to this. I don't know system of ninety five, mm-hmm. surviving the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, <sighs> yeah. I completely agree with you. And yeah, I mean that's yeah. <laughs> that's that's where I am at the moment. I, th- I think you know it, it's it's life circumstances in it as well. You know, not not everyone has the opportunity to just to say, "I'm going to quit my job and follow my dream." You know, if you've got a family, you've got children, you've got a house, all of that stuff is difficult. But I think there comes a point in life where if you do make some choices, or you just are a bit more ref- like you've talked about being reflective, and you think, "Okay, how could I actually make this work?" It may not be on a big scale, or it might be with compromise but could i do something small just to try and make this work and um and then success really is what you define it if you've if you've had a go and you feel happy doing something that's success it doesn't mean you need to be super famous and have loads of money but if you can wake up in the morning going i did that today and i'm really proud of that i think that's 
that's where true success comes from. Right. Obviously, the money would be very lovely. You know, we, we can't deny this. <laughs> right, right. You know what? I, I left Israel um, right in the high peak of my success, sort of. Just when I had my uh, TV show, my pride story, I had my network channel that want me every week for my segment. And then I'm just leaving everything for what? I th and I realized it was for a bigger dream. Mm. Um, and so I'm telling this to people. I still, I don't feel like I gave up my dream. My dream, our dreams mm -hmm. should always be in a move and, and change mm. and evolve. Mm -hmm. and, and I sort of sacrificing my career. Mm-hmm. Because this is English now, and mm. as you can hear, I'm not a native speaker, and I'm proud of it, and it's okay. I'm struggling sometimes with my English. It's not perfect. And for TV hosting, as I told you before we started, I am very self-criticized. I'm mm -hmm. very much. Like, I can... Uh, um, but still, so you need to put your priorities down. You should write them down. I remember from, as I told you in the beginning, I wanted to relocate. Mm -hmm. I can sacrifice everything because I have my love by my side, my mm -hmm. husband. And when we are together and I'm happy here, mm -hmm. I don't mind to start from beginning now. Yeah, absolutely. It's still something that I, I, I'm dreaming. I, I, I'm fulfilling fulfilling you say fulfilling yeah. fulfilling mm -hmm. yeah just living here in brighton mm. for me it's like ah oh, it's a dream i'm it it comes true it's another Be way happy. to dream yeah. yeah absolutely and you never lose the things that you've done the experiences you've had the history you have you'll never yeah. lose that and you i guess you carry that forward into a new direction and it becomes a different dream but a different or a different way of yeah. realizing that dream i think it's, i think it's incredibly brave and i think it's easy to stay stuck, isn't it? And to um, to kind of be safe. But I think we have to take risks if we want to achieve anything. Of course. <laughs> we, have, we have to take risks. That, and... That's what life about. I think yeah. take risks all of your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is so exciting and scaring mm -hmm. and, 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 I don't know, thrilling. And, and people should, should feel alive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So... You mentioned, so a couple of things, um, you mentioned uh, My Pride Story. Um, so talk to me about that and talk to, so the listener, where can they find that and what can they expect if they were to watch My Pride Story? So My Pride Story, uh, let's try to, to, to describe it very shortly. Um, when I was, I think, 16, 17, I searched on the internet, what, what is gay? What does it mean to be gay? What am I? Mm -hmm. I realized for the first time, maybe I'm attracted to same sex, to, to men. And then all I could find was horrible, horrible stuff on the internet. Like the most, you know, people cursing and, and describe us as, as animals. And I should not be that. I should not do that. And I should... Um, convert myself mm -hmm. like being stronger in mm -hmm. my Judaism so it put me down immediately into sort of depression and that in that shape of, of my mental health I went to the army this is not a good place to go to the army mm -hmm. now it's mandatory when you are 18 you have to go to the army yeah and I, that was another question I had what, what was that like and we'll obviously we jump into another question but what was that like being a queer person going into the army 
Yeah, I mean, so so I'm struggling now. I don't know what to do with myself. All I can see on the internet is is gay is bad, mm-hmm. and then I start I start to like be a soldier now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was horrible for me to start my process, my journey of mm-hmm. you know self. Um, how can I say? Find myself, mm. my sexuality, while I'll still have to. I, you know, be in the army. Now, being in the army, you have so many different levels. Mm-hmm. of. So I never went to the front line. I was okay. sort of back office. I did stuff that had sort of high-tech um, missions going on. Mm-hmm. So stuff that I cannot say on here. Yes, okay. Um, but, but I was struggling inside. Of course. My parents knew that. I had this letter that I wrote down in their computer to sort of a blog back then. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still when you had ICQ and messengers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And they found out that letter. I think the same day they called me to the to the room and sat down with me and told me, "Listen, we found your letter. We feel very sorry. We all cried together. They didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do." Um and then we had this long process of going together to sessions and to talk to each other and mm-hmm. to evolve as a family. So now I'm I'm grateful and happy. I have my parents by my side. They Absolutely. wear at my they wear at my wedding. Um, they they are very supportive. So I remember that point of again don't have anything to find on the internet. Mm-hmm. Now we are jumping ten years uh, to twenty eight years old Liran. Uh, want to have his TV hosting. I'm starting to having my safe place of, um, uh, you know, working as a TV host, having my finance going on very well. And then I said to myself, okay, you have to do something Mm. to yourself, not just to work as a TV host generally, but with your agenda. Mm -hmm. And I initiated that um, production, sort of, that format of sitting down with people. Mm-hmm. So in each episode, we have like uh, one-on-one stories of people who came out from the closet and feel very positive about it. And they want to share their story. They mm-hmm. want to express how they feel today. And they want to especially reflect what they went through. Mm-hmm. So... In each episode, you can hear people talk t- talking about their stories, their my pride stories. Yeah, yeah. It's um, amazing. Yeah, it's like between eight till fifteen minutes long for each episode. Mm-hmm. You can choose your episode you want to watch mm-hmm. uh, by the title. You can understand if if it's a F to M or M to F or a, a gay man or a lesbian or whatever feels comfortable for you to watch and learn from. You can mm-hmm. watch. Of course, All of the whole <laughs> seasons, but it's so satisfying, and I'm so proud of it. And it went so well, and I'm looking forward to do it right now in the UK. Yeah, be amazing. Yeah. Well, I, okay, my hand <laughs> up. I would, I would absolutely love to come You'll on that show. I'd yeah. love to come on that show. I've, I watched them, and I thought they were, they were amazing. And I, I understand where you're coming from as well, because I think to do, to make art is. It's incredibly powerful, isn't it? When you do something you're really passionate about, that's even better. And I think as queer people, like you talk about being 16, looking on the internet, not knowing who you were, trying to understand who your role models were. 
I think that's incredibly difficult and probably quite common. And I, I definitely felt that way. You know, I just kind of hid and kind of, oh, I'll ignore that. It'll, it'll go away kind of thing, you know. Of course. And I think so many people do that. So to have positive role models, I think is important. But I think to then, you know, your life to move on so much where you're then making art to tell people's stories because of how you felt. I think that affiliation with the queer community, for me, as part of my work, that's incredibly important. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. A few years ago, I was in, involved in organizing a pride where I lived um, back from my hometown. And I just got this real thirst for the community and this, this want to learn and read more and understand more about queer history and meet different people. And I think once I turned that switch on, I kind of thought, ah, this is something that is me, but I didn't realise how passionate I was about it. So to now make art in that way feels incredible. So having this conversation uh, yeah. with you is just amazing because it's like, wow, look at the stories we're sharing. It's You know what? Um, when you have a passion and you are um, exercising that passion mm. for a long time, I'm saying exercising because it is like working out. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to you have to do lots of hours in order to be a professional in mm-hmm. that. Um, then you can move to the other stage of that passion, which is the questions of how can I contribute to the world? Mm-hmm. How can I help others? Mm-hmm. Am I just doing it for myself, mm-hmm. or can I make somebody else happier? Can I make the world better? Is that, I mean, those are questions that we all should ask. And it's synchronized so well with passion mm-hmm. because it just, I don't know, make your art stronger mm-hmm. when you have something to say, yeah. when you have something to teach, educate others. Yeah. Then, I mean, so for me, I feel like I am no longer just thinking for myself, mm-hmm. about myself, about me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. It became sort of the others, the people that I am hosting, the people that I want to share their lights. So for me, it's less about my pride story and more about how they can be shown on my show yeah be seen and be heard been that, seen yeah. yeah and do you, do you feel that by doing this show and making it and creating it that it's healed you as well as oh my a great god person? absolutely yes yeah. of course How so of course i mean it's a process of learning from beginning now that first of all I I was never alone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was, I mean, it, it is so stupid now when you see it backwards. I felt so alone. So for me, it's like, now I know mm. lots of people had the same struggle or yeah. maybe similar struggles to what I had. Mm-hmm. Um, second, I mean, n- now that we can all understand each other better mm-hmm. and there's more to know about our community, mm-hmm. Being gay sometimes feels to me like it's the least of the things to worry about Absolutely. because transgender community has so much problems going on mm. within the community <laughs> before we even start to talk about the outside. Yeah, yeah. It's in the house. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we've got to get our house in order before we can... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We need to learn more about it. And I am mm. so trans positive about you know deliver message mm-hmm. so i think that showing their flag mm-hmm. is showing my flag now and i don't want to speak in behalf of the trans community as much as i want to show them mm-hmm. to to show them to the world you know mm-hmm. even my parents has had so much going on with accepting my trans friends mm-hmm. i could see on their faces mm-hmm. how hard it's for my mom to accept other um, trans girlfriend that I had um, at the same table. It's like, she didn't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, mom, what's going on? Why? I mean, how? Yeah, We have so much work to do, really. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I, and you, you're leading my, my podcast along beautifully because allyship, <laughs> allyship is one thing that I really like to talk about because I think we meant, you know, when you interviewed me last week at Pride, we yeah. talked about allyship and we yeah, talked yeah. about how we need to definitely stand up and all, yeah. and all come together. And I, I think it's in, incredibly important. I think, you know, the story you've just given about your your mum, I, I definitely have people in my life where sometimes they ask questions and because they're not sure on something and then they get confused and muddled with what they're asking and I think as long as you're respectful and you ask questions, it's okay to ask of questions, course. but be respectful and actually accept that people are 
individuals and everyone's different and that that's what makes our world so beautiful and diverse it doesn't if you know if we were all the same it would be a pretty a pretty dull place wouldn't it right um but i but i think it's sometimes people don't know what to say or don't know how to ask the questions um and when they do because they haven't thought it through you know sometimes they offend and that's definitely not what we we want so we of obviously course. talk about allyship allyship yeah. is incredibly important what do you think people can do within our community to be better allies and encourage people outside of the community to join forces and again be better allies you know what ally in hebrew translation sounds for me far away from it it sounds distant mm. so first of all um and this is just because i'm 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 me okay mm-hmm. so i i'm translating stuff in my head i think we should think not as an allies as much as being in their place mm-hmm. i sometimes confusing myself with being trans because i don't see difference yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah it, it is that genuine i don't see any difference between a trans uh, uh woman than uh, and myself we are both human beings and i have to fight the same fight that she she's having right now mm-hmm. and i think that shift people to much more deeper places of 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 um um like community compassion yeah. yeah because this is not their struggle this is our struggle this is not their fight this is this is my fight now i have the trans flag in my instagram because i feel trans mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean so there's no them and i there's no I don't like the the flag with stripes. Mm-hmm. I really want to live that long to see the flag change into one spectrum of gradient colors with no borders. Mm-hmm. I don't like the borders. Mm-hmm. You know sep- what I mean? It's separation, isn't it? Almost. It is. Yeah. And we don't we are not separated. Mm-hmm. You know, gender fluid and non-binary and trans community this is all within us. Mm-hmm. We have all those colors i think that's beautiful yeah and i think that's so lovely uh, su- such a nice way you've articulated that it's such a lovely thing to to think about um i think i think you're completely right i think you know we we're all whilst we all may have different struggles in our lives on a daily basis we need to be in it together and, right and and it's you know if you're if you're upset i'm upset if a trans person is being discriminated against it's your discrimination your, as well yeah. you you will get hurt about it and that's what people don't understand i mean i'm talking about straight people they mm-hmm. don't realize sometimes that if they are not putting up like having the same fights as we have let's say that the whole gay community will give up on rights mm-hmm. what will be next mm-hmm. what about abortions mm-hmm. what about just having religious mm-hmm. weddings mm-hmm. So I think human human people like humans <laughs> don't realize that this is all the same fight we need to be one community of free equal rights to everybody it's, it's equality very isn't it yeah. it's equality across it's, the board yeah. absolutely no i think that's beautifully said no completely um no i think that's wonderful and obviously you're you're married to your wonderful husband who i also met last yes. week as well so and i watched the video of your wedding in malta on oh, youtube shit. <laughs> uh, no it was beautiful it was so you can't put a video on youtube and not expect me to watch it it was beautiful um oh. so how long have you been together and when did you get married 
we've been together for I think five years now. Uh, we've been I proposed him after 10 months. Uh, okay, uh, amazing. It, yeah, it was I think after I had this long relationship over four and a half years. Uh-huh. I just had my um, my breakup. Mm-hmm. The same the day after that, I went to my best friend's birthday crying. Like I could not I, I was so hurt from what I've just experienced last day. And then I met my husband there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I almost did not go there. Really. Mm-hmm. Literally, mm-hmm. I just I just could not go there. I was so braked from everything. Mm-hmm. So I met him and then I didn't had too much going on with conversations, but we kept in touch on Facebook and we chatted a little bit. And after I think two weeks we sat down on Valentine's Day, I texted I told him Listen, we've been talking for two weeks. I'm still looking for an apartment because I had to move out. Uh, I think I'm ready just to have a coffee outside and I don't have anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't want to meet his, my ex-friends and I don't have any will to explain myself. Mm-hmm. And you are the, literally the, f- the first person who is neutral. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah. And I told him, this is just a coffee. <laughs> Five years later. (laughs) (laughs) The long coffee. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I love him so much, really. So I learned from my mistakes and my my past relationships mistakes. Mm -hmm. And that's why it was so, so easy for me Mm -hmm. to propose him. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I want to marry you when we are still beautiful and young (laughs) and we are in love. Mm -hmm. I don't want to marry you because we have to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, why not? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And what was the wedding day like? Did you have a lovely day? So we had uh, two weddings. Amazing. One in Malta, which was just for us. Uh Uh, It was uh, the legal marriage, Uh the certificate marriage. (laughs) In Israel, you are not allowed to to marry. Mm -hmm. And at least it's not recognized by the government. Mm -hmm. Um, So we took our stuff and just went to one week for Malta. It was like... I think the magical moment in my life. Amazing. It felt like winning something. Uh-huh. Be- especially if you're coming from a country that not allows you to marry. And what what is kind of the approach with same-sex relationships in Israel? Is it is it a very accepting place or is it Um it depends. I mean Tel Aviv is very liberal. Yeah. Uh, we got married and the second time was in Israel. We had this we rent this venue and uh-huh. we invited i think 130 guests we wanted to have a very small wedding um i think people are very accepting Mm -hmm. but it's my bubble so it's hard for me to say yeah absolutely when it's your people and it's your friends and family yeah it's yeah there's so much things that we need to sort out still Mm -hmm. in israel Mm -hmm. yeah but but people are accepting and everybody was very happy with Mm us and and especially in Tel Aviv and the mm-hmm. center of Israel, nobody will do nothing to you, even if they don't like to see same-sex mm-hmm. marriage or stuff like that. I don't feel threatened okay. at all, but which is important. I don't feel violence so much. Um, but, I mean, legal rights. Mm-hmm. There's not any legal rights. We no. cannot adopt, we cannot have surrogacy, we cannot have marriage. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> So Malta, and I think is Malta like number one on the rights for LGBT? Malta, yeah, Malta. I'm sure it's like high on the list of. So Malta, people don't know that 98 percent of Malta is is Christian people, are Christian people. Yeah, 
And so I don't know how they did that, but uh, they are they open their gates to same-sex marriage. When you want to get married, you need to find out that this, the country that you're going to get married in mm-hmm. will have first same-sex marriage. Yeah, of course. Second, that it will be open for non-citizens mm-hmm. to come. Mm-hmm. So as tourists, we went there, we organized our you know paperwork before, and yeah, it was amazing. So you have Malta, Denmark, um, I, UK is not on the list of of non-citizenship marriage. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Cyprus have same-sex marriage. Uh, sorry. They have uh, non-religious marriage, but not for same-sex. Okay. So it's a little bit complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah. yeah, I think when I did a, uh, some research a few years ago, I'm pretty sure that Malta was one of the places that had, was top for... LGBT rights yeah. and, I th- and obviously Denmark I think was way ahead of the curve in terms of legalizing gay marriage and I th- I'm pretty sure that was the, like, the early don't quote me on this but I think it was the, <laughs> the early 2000s I'm pretty sure they were very very ahead of the game yeah um, I mean Copenhagen is just such a, a beautiful place um, never been there but I heard a lot about oh, it oh yeah. it's gorgeous it's so lovely so so lovely oh amazing that's that's incredible so what advice would you give to anyone any any part of their journey, whether they're coming out, whether they're getting into a relationship, whether they're getting divorced, whether <laughs> whatever it is, what, what what advice would you give based on the lessons that you've learned as a queer person for someone to do, to take forward in their lives? Oh, so many advices. I think, first of all, reach out, mm-hmm. ask, research, mm-hmm. Google it. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And even if you live far away, in Russia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I'm seeing Russia a lot because I have so many issues with that. Mm-hmm. The brainwash they're having. Um, Chechnya mm-hmm. has uh, concentration camps for gay people. Concentration camps, 2022. So it must feel horrible for a teenager to live there. So I think, first of all, you still have Google and you still have internet. Reach out. Yeah. Ask for help. Find your tribes. Find your tribe. Uh, even if you're not feeling secure secure enough, if you are hesitating, it's okay. You can be without your face. Mm-hmm. You can just, you know, you can, you can do what you need to do in order to find out more. Where is your tribe? Mm-hmm. There is a tribe for you somewhere yeah. in the world, mm-hmm. even if it will be hard. Um, I think that's the most important advice I could have to any, I wish I could have that advice to myself. Yeah, absolutely. I believe me, I would be happily skip on my depression years. Really, it was horrible time for me. So, and you can save it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Really, you can, if I only knew what I know today. <laughs> But I think, do you know what? I, I completely agree with you. But because uh, I've had the same, I, you know, I had struggles in my 20s. And even when I'd come out and had a relationship, still get coming to terms with myself, I, that was, it's a tough thing to do. And I think that it, there's no, there's no kind of set way of doing that. But I think for me now, I think I've got to a place where I'm, I'm accepting that it was part of the journey. I kind of yeah. needed to go through that stuff to become who I was today. Yeah. I wish it didn't suck so much and I wish that it would have been a bit easier and actually I didn't have to go through it but actually it probably I think sometimes when we go through these situations we don't actually realize how strong we are until we've gone through it and you think 
actually, I'm quite a strong person. I didn't feel that way, but actually, I'm stronger than I give myself credit for. And I think a lot of people in that situation, when they come out the other side, will, will probably feel the same as well. Yeah, I think that what makes our community, I think, stronger than than the average mm. person that that maybe sometimes don't go through those stages mm. in life, those mm. struggles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, and I'll finish it on this on this part before we move on to the next section. But um, it's funny, and I I keep thinking about this actually. But when I first moved here, I think because we had so much going on, my um my sleep was really disturbed. And I found myself kind of like getting up and like writing poetry and just kind of writing ideas for like projects and stuff, like at two in the morning with a cup of tea and a slice of toast or something. <laughs> and um, I wrote this poem actually, and it was, it was, I went to the um, World AIDS Day memorial mm -hmm. service in Kemptown mm -hmm. and it really affect, I don't know, it just, it, it doesn't sit right with me. I think that time, that whole time of our community is something that I just, I really, struggled to get my head around because I think it was such a tough time and people were treated so poorly. So to stand there and, you know, mark those people that were no longer here, but to also hear their names, it was quite haunting and it was it was very like a sad situation to to be a part of, but also a very I felt very blessed that I was there to be able to have to be there, you know? Yeah. And, and I thought about all those names and there was there was just this common thread and it was like the same type of names. There was like Mark or David or they, they there were so many of the same name being read out and it popped in my head when I was writing this poem and I thought we're, we're superheroes and I know it sounds really silly but it's like we go through so much the community has endured so much over the years individuals have gone through so much we all as a collective community have had struggles whether it be the AIDS and HIV epidemic in the 90s and, and 80s or whether it's the the issues that trans people are going through right now but we are superheroes and it's we like are, yeah. we, you don't realize how strong we are until we all come together and we kind of realize our strength. And that may sound really cliche, but I just, no, I thought it's, about no, it's it. Not. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with you. I think that, I mean, depends where you were born. Mm. Um, but eventually we are, we are a very strong community. My concern is for those who don't have the tools Yes. To handle mm, yeah. the pressure. Yeah. I'm so worried about those teenagers because between the years, I think uh, 18 till 23, there's a research that says that suicidal uh, issue is much in high risk in mm. that in that time, in that period of time of age Yeah, in each and every one of us. So I think having the thoughts of suicidal thoughts while you're having the pressure of finding yourself, mm. your sexuality, your struggle. On top of that, if you live in East Europe or a very dark place, mm -hmm. that's what I mean when I say, um, I wish they, I wish I didn't have to go through those places. Yeah, of course, yeah. But if we did, manage to go through that time mm -hmm. we are superheroes yeah we are very strong yeah and nothing can break us down after absolutely. that absolutely and and for those who are not that superheroes yet they will be reach out mm. yeah absolutely reach absolutely. out to someone yeah really and i think that's why it's important that we keep making art like this the podcast you're doing your tv show so many other people are doing such great things in our community we have to keep showing people a different way. Put the positive messages out there. Awareness. 
awareness education keep people know. talking absolutely yeah. absolutely no i completely agree with you thank you so much for that Aww. um <laughs> i'm gonna finish the podcast by going through a bit of a quick fire round with you okay. so this is always very interesting because <laughs> everyone goes i can do this no problem and then they really struggle <laughs> so um, i'm just gonna reel off some questions and then you can let me know your thoughts okay so queer icon Wow, I, I thought about Beyonce. I don't know why. Beyonce? Yeah. Yeah. Why Beyonce? I don't know. I don't know. I just thought about her. I think there's even better <laughs> people who do it, like do it better. Like uh, there's much more activist singers. But I don't know why Beyonce. Maybe maybe her struggle with being black, strong black uh, woman, mm -hmm. uh, reflects sometimes our community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, minority groups. Yeah, you know, we we understand. I mean, we obviously we can't be in each other's shoes, but we understand the struggle of what it's yeah. like to be a minority. She, and... she grew in the same generation of Pink and Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and Kylie Minogue, and all those amazing singers are white privilege, mm. and she's not. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I always look up at her as that girl who managed mm. to be the number one diva of the world yeah, yeah. <laughs> she by the way she's my sort of superhero in that yeah, sense yeah. yeah yeah she's rocking it as well isn't yeah, she yeah. she's incredible queer anthem uh, um i think it will be vogue <laughs> oh yeah well then you definitely need to listen to break my soul vogue remix okay you yeah, definitely yeah. Need to that. okay um i literally i literally listen to it while i'm doing my gym workout every day like every night i go to the workout and then i hear vogue on remix there's so many different virgin yeah. versions of that yeah 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 are you a big madonna fan uh her like her 80s <laughs> yes yeah the same. how old are you sorry can i ask 36 now oh okay so we're literally yeah. two years different so yeah I'm, I'm the same so me and my friends all love madonna in the 80s and 90s yeah recently not so much yeah um you know she's she's an artist she's doing her thing but i she's done better i think yeah um i completely agree <laughs> um last book you read um yeah so i think mel robbins the five seconds rule okay uh so i recommend anybody to to read it um it's about the procrastination process in our brains uh-huh and she this she helps her readers her followers to cancel that mechanism of procrastination especially for you and me uh we when we you have to be an artist you have to be a self-made uh person who wants to establish his dreams mm -hmm. and to you know uh, um make make your life uh much more practical mm -hmm. in the way of moving forward yeah. with your success mm -hmm. Five seconds rule helps a lot and and it's an amazing book and if you're still hesitating about it you can, I, I think, watch small uh, uh, Tad Tad talk she had. Okay. Uh, Mel Robbins, five seconds rule. Look it up. She's amazing. Yeah. So is it basically? Are you trying? Is it basically like the five seconds? It's almost like allowing yourself five seconds to think about something, and then if you don't want to do it, 
after five seconds, you, you park it. Is that what it is? <laughs> no. Am I reading this wrong? <laughs> no, no. Okay, I was going to say, because five seconds isn't long. <laughs> do I want to do, do I want to marry this person? One, two, three. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's more, it's helped me a lot with moving forward much faster in life. Okay. So when I have to call Andrew Fluid or when I'm now stuck in the road and I'm hesitating, should I tell Andrew now that I'm late or... Mm-hmm. Should I wait? I have five seconds to do it with no regrets. Usually it's for the positive choice in life. Okay, that makes sense. Because if you already thought thought about it, you need to do it. Yeah. But this is more than that. I mean, it's it's not just the five seconds technique. It's more than that. You have to understand your brain and how it works, you know, mechanism and your back and forth brain because you're i mean it's it's so complicated yeah yeah, the, yeah there's um a really some really good uh, books actually by uh, ruby wax have you heard of her no um so she was a comedian and a tv presenter and very successful and she had her mental health challenges mm-hmm. and she basically had a, a breakdown mm-hmm. suffered a really bad bout of depression and she wanted to decide or she decided she wanted to understand what was going on in her mind and why she had this illness so she went to Oxford and she did a, a master's in um, like mindfulness and cognitive, cognitive mm-hmm. behavioral therapy. And she's released three or four books which talk about being like frazzled and is one called Sane New World. And it's basically how we operate, how we function, but actually how all the brain kind of, she breaks down the brain, so the frontal lobes, yeah. like the amygdala, all these different things. That's what Mel Robbins actually yeah doing with her books and and TED talks and and her she has an amazing Instagram and and she talks about anxiety a lot which I can relate to because mm-hmm. I have this anxiety in my life um but I recommend it to anybody to read it I'm going to do an Amazon order when I get home yeah uh, this you will should. this will be book number 30 on my shelf that I haven't <laughs> read I seriously I've got so many books to read I keep seeing books and I'm like I'll get that one and then I yeah. you know what it's funny because it's not like a storytelling book so you can read even one episode or two and be happy okay. with that yeah okay amazing I might also check out the TED Talks I do like a TED Talk that's always good yeah one item you could not live without my husband <laughs> <laughs> he can't be an item he's my item <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's uh, a that's a given your husband is uh, there what would the other item be you know what uh do we have time or not i mean uh, should i can, yeah you good yeah um i got robbed uh i think on our first year, when we first started to date, after th- six months, I got robbed. Oh wow, that's awful! And from that, and for me, it felt like oh, I don't want to put down the le- <laughs> the end of our amazing podcast, but I'll do it fast and I try to keep it positive. It felt so horrible and mm. so bad. I felt like somebody raped me, but not me as much as my assets, my equipment, my cameras, my my everything they just robbed my studio like an invasion of your... computer yeah. memories video clips masters like all my masters my productions and everything and then it was a huge gift and a lesson in my life there's no item in the world that i should keep because i we are born naked and we are going from that world naked mm. Seriously, not even my marriage ring, nothing is important in my life. Mm-hmm. No material. Yeah. From that point on, it took me a while to heal from that experience because it was very bad experience. But I, I decided to have my lesson from that. Mm-hmm. And then I realized how 
strong I was holding on into my achievements, mm-hmm. my material achievements, mm-hmm. my equipment, my productions, my everything. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that everything is here in our mind, in our heart. There's nothing that anybody can take from me today. No. And and I will feel sorry about. I mean, I will be sad for a day. <laughs> yeah, of course. You're human. If I will lose something, my yeah. phone, but it's nothing. You'll get another phone. You'll Believe make it happen. me. So remember this. We are born naked, we are going naked. Really. Yeah. You can you can't take your phone with you. You cannot take anything with you. Right. I hope to take my to meet my husband in the next mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. somewhere in the universe. But uh it's such a releasing experience, right? Really. Material stuff. Yeah, I completely agree. When we moved here, we we moved from a, a bigger house to a our flat and we had to sell so much stuff, but it was actually quite freeing to go ah, there's less to take care of and less right. to clean and less to have and less to worry about. And even like, we don't have a car now. We had a car. I can't tell right. you how lovely it is <laughs> to not have to worry about putting petrol in the car or insuring it or, you know, it's just, it's another thing I don't have to think about. I so. don't know why people are possessed so much with materials and items. Mm. And I'm not trying to, you know, bullshitting you with mm. saying I have no item. I literally have nothing <laughs> yeah. that I could not live without. No, that's lovely. And, that's a nice place to be. And also, when you say superhero, this is also adds up to being mm. superheroes. Mm-hmm. I, I recommend anybody, just yeah. free yourself from... Material things. Yeah. Mm. And just on the note of um, born naked, going naked, yeah. um, I'm going to be wearing a ball gown when I go. <laughs> I'm, not okay, going, I'm, that's not going, I'm not going naked. <laughs> okay. I, want, I want like a Princess Diana train on my on my uh, dress. <laughs> yeah. With fans, with people doing like yeah, fans. Yeah. Well, with Vogue playing. <laughs> Vogue, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, your favorite decade and why? Ah, uh, I think the 80s and mm-hmm. I love the 80s so much that every time I'm having my showers, I'm putting my radio on my bath on the 80s radio yeah. station. Yeah. Why? Because the 80s were that time where people were less stressed about future, yeah. less stressed about um, air pollution, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. which is not good, but less worries. And you can see it through music mm-hmm. in that 10 years of mm-hmm. of music hits. Yeah. I think it's the most cheerful years of pop music yeah. and happy faces. And I think it's genuine reflecting what people felt in that decade. That time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. I like that. I, I love yeah. that. Um, if someone was buying you a drink, what would they be buying you? Um... It will be maybe a virgin cosmopolitan. <laughs> no alcohol? No. no. Never or I just I just can't drink alcohol. I have a huge headache after uh, I think half a glass. Yeah, yeah. So for me it's not a choice. It's just I cannot. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, what well, did your husband drink? Uh he knows to drink but because I'm not drinking, so he doesn't have any as well as I... <laughs> to drink with. So your nights out are really cheap. <laughs> uh, cheap. We love coffees, but Coffee. uh, that's it. We don't have alcohol. Yeah. No, that's nice. Well, I'm I'm having a, a detox at the moment. Um, 
Really? A little detox, like yeah. Like green juices and stuff. No, I just mean that I haven't had any gin this week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had too much at Pride. <laughs> you know what? I'm so sorry when I said it because here in the UK, I, I know and I'm realizing now how important it is for people to have socialized by walking together and drink at the bars. Mm-hmm. And when I say that I don't drink, I feel like I disappointing people or no, not at all or so patronizing no. but i'm not trying to put i'm just can i just cannot drink i'm sorry no. <laughs> my body cannot do that i don't know why my husband will have a couple of drinks and then he's like okay i'm done and he, he, <laughs> yeah he can't and again it's certain drinks will be like no i can't drink any more of that i'll be too tired like wine for example will make him really sleepy and mm-hmm. so i think you kind of learn what your body likes as yeah. you, you get older but um I'm quite a professional at drinking <laughs> gin, I have to say. Um, well, my, you are really, really Brightonian. I, well, I am, I know. And I, <laughs> I think I've um, I've kept the Queen's Arms going with my gin intake, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it's been good fun. Um, okay, and a message of inspiration for anyone listening. Um, wow. I think we said lots of things that... It's been a very inspiring podcast. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, I think that... Um, um, Get up in the morning every day and when you are going to your grocery uh, shopping, uh-huh. you can realize for the first time that you are stuck in sort of routine. You can break that routine with small step. Just look up for a different product on the shelves that you never tried before. Mm-hmm. And then when you do it every day, you start to be more aware to your yourself mm-hmm. and to be more present mm-hmm. and then you are taking that lesson with you out mm-hmm. of the grocery store so yeah. i think it's a good exercise for people who feel stuck yeah absolutely yeah it, it's small changes it is. i did that today you know i made myself a lovely lunch with and was, something new yeah, yeah well kind of so we, <laughs> we had some we had some chicken because they had made mm-hmm. like a roast chicken the other day mm-hmm. and i wanted to go and just buy a sandwich from the shop and think i said oh we've got some chicken in the fridge why don't you use that and I thought, well, that's a good idea. So I went to Tesco's and I thought, oh, I'll get some mayonnaise and I'll get some sweet corn and I put some salt and pepper in it and I got some lovely cheese top rolls. And yeah. I made these rolls, which were just like shop worthy. Like you could have paid five pounds <laughs> for them from the shop. So I was very thrilled with that. And I'm again, proud it, of you. Thank you. It gave me that little bit of like, oh, I made these. This is it. So I agree with you. It's nice to do something different. You know what? It, it reflects upon your life. You take that lesson with you you're realizing how much you are missing because mm-hmm. we are all stuck in a routine. So when you go next time to grocery store, just be aware that there are so many different products that you never tried. Mm. When you go outside from that store, you will start to see different people that you never mm-hmm. observed before mm-hmm. and different paths to go back home yeah. and different environment and it will change your life. Yeah, absolutely. Really. Yeah, absolutely. That's lovely. That's such a nice way of looking at it. It's so nice. Yeah. Thank you so much no, for being you. my first guest on season two of the Aww. podcast. It's been an absolute thrill to speak with you. And I'm absolutely holding you to being the first guest on my Pride Stories. I will. When you do it here in the I UK. Will. I'll I be will. like, where's my invite? But no, <laughs> uh, but no, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure and just so interesting to talk to you. So I'm very thankful. I, I'm very thankful. And I, you know what? I was very excited to even speak in English for one hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, do you know, you said earlier about your English and that actually you're quite critical of it. You, you have amazing English, oh. seriously. So um, it's been an Thank absolute you. pleasure. Well, what an incredible way to kick off season two of Queer I Am, the podcast. I am so 
happy that I got to speak with Liren today. He is an incredible person and has such an inspiring and interesting story. And it was a real thrill to talk with him. So big thank you to Liren for being on the podcast. You can follow Liren on Instagram and on Facebook. And he also has a YouTube channel where you can find all of his work. And I will make sure I put all the details in the podcast information. But big thank you to Liren once again. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe to this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. My handle is at Actually. You can also check out my website, fluiactually.com. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.